We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Perseverance, they show character, fortitude. The Heat talk about their culture. The Knicks develops into some culture tonight. They outscore the Heat 29 to 11 in the fourth quarter. Watch Butler gets the shot that he wanted. Oh. Little drama, but the Knicks able to prevail. We saw a tale of two halves, the third quarter, the Knicks vanished, the fourth quarter, the Heat vanished, and the Knicks were able to come away victorious. Holy crap. (laughs) So, the Knicks win just a game that only the Knicks could win, and... I am going to open this post game show for giving a little everybody who's only listening to this and not watching live on YouTube um, a little behind the scenes. As you could tell, I am not in my usual friendly confines. Um, I am away at my in-laws for Thanksgiving. And uh, as such, there are other adults in the household who uh, want to not feel like they are with a sociopathic Uh, 40-year-old man who cannot control his emotions during a a basketball game. And so I was reprimanded to keep my voice down as this game was concluding. And so I'm going to bring in a very quick guest, my daughter, Scarlett. Come over here. Okay, you'll get your cereal in a second. Scarlett, what? tell the fine folks out in the internet, what did daddy do when the game ended? He was right by the TV, and then he ran in the hallway, and then he slided down on the ground and looking at his phone. And it was a carpet, folks. So sliding on a carpet, not easy. But um, that is what the spirits 
moved me to do as the Knicks won a game that I'm still not quite sure um, that I could fully wrap my mind around. <sighs> but I'm going to try. First, Scarlet, right? Cover your ears. There you go. Earmuffs. This fucking team. Only, they're, you're good. Only this effing team wins this game. Only this effing team puts themselves in a position to be down by 21 in this game after miraculously against all odds being somehow up at the half, despite playing uh, the first half of basketball that was completely and totally into the Miami Heat's hands, uh, dictated by that Miami. I, I was thinking to myself as they were down by a million points and um, <laughs> Andrew texted me. <laughs> this was Andrew's text to me um, as we were. He thought I was and shout out to APJP who's producing tonight as he thought we were preparing for what was going to be easily the angriest post game of the season. <laughs> Inhale, exhale, repeat. Um, and I was thinking to myself, um, like, you know why the Heat are the most frustrating team to play against in the entire league? It's because it's not just because they beat you. It's because they are the team that beat you and then makes you hate yourself afterwards, makes you hate your basketball team because you never feel like the Heat beat you. You feel like the Heat make you beat you. And as the Knicks were sitting there down by 21, having and I was, we were on the shout out to all the Knicks Film School newsletter subscribers who were uh, blowing up the Substack chat tonight. And I, I commented, and a few few of people commented as well, um, like they they 28 other teams will look at the Knicks and they will say, all right, well, they got two all NBA level players. We got to figure out who we're putting on one, who we're putting on the other. And then they got quickly coming off the bench and this and that. No, 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 no. The Heath do something different. They're like, oh, well, we're just going to funnel the ball into the guy who we want the ball in his hands. And we're just going to force him to make decisions. And that's how we're going to be this team because we don't think he can make good enough decisions. And we're going to put length on Jalen Brunson and we're going to put our best defender, Jimmy Butler, on RJ Barrett, make sure he doesn't get going. And we're just going to basically funnel the ball into Julius Randle. Um, not that because we don't respect Julius Randle as a shot maker. They do. Absolutely. But I was actually sitting there wondering to myself, I'm like, I wonder if Spo secretly inside his like heart of hearts is actually happy every time Julius Randle makes a shot because it will further embolden him to continue going back to the well. Um, you know, and we've seen this from the Heat time and time and time again, and other smart teams as well, but no team more than the Heat, where they will dictate the terms specifically in that way. Put the ball in Julius's Randall, Julius Randall's hands. If he makes tough shots, you know what? You live with it. But we're, we're, we trust that the, the equation is going to work out in our favor. And sure enough, when Randall left uh, this game, and I'm, I'm, by the way, I should, I, I want to take a step back. This the, a lot of the blame I would put on Randall for the first half, and they were up after that half. The third quarter is the other thing that happens when you play the Miami Heat, which is once they get you, once they have you off your game, no team is better able to fully exploit the fact that they have unnerved you better than the Miami Heat. And the Knicks were completely unraveled and completely out of sorts by the end of that third quarter until... Until Emmanuel Sass earmuffs. Hands. 
well, one ear is pretty good. Emmanuel fucking quickly. This kid who, you know, if the, I'm happy they got the win. Um, and I'm happy it's against the heat and I'm happy we just didn't lose two games in a row. And we, we maybe, maybe they're not in our heads now. Maybe because it felt like it was getting in that direction. Oh my God, the heater in our heads. We're never going to beat this team. Nope. We got something back tonight. Um, the, the reason I'm happiest about this win is because for a national audience who was watching this game across the country, everybody saw, oh, that's why Emmanuel quickly is the most important six man in basketball. And that's why the Knicks better believe they're going to have to pay out the nose for Emmanuel quickly this summer if they want to keep him. And oh, you better believe they're going to want to keep him. Um, not that there was any ever dispute about that, but um, because and we're going to talk about Jalen Brunson in a second. Trust me, I have all sorts of praise to go um, for the Knicks top, the Knicks point guard tandem. No, I mean, we talk a lot about the Knicks center combination. Is there a team in the league that has a better center combination in the NBA than the New York Knicks? Um, that's probably debatable. There's no team that has anything close to what the Knicks have in Jalen Brunson, who I believe when all is said and done will make himself a, a genuine all NBA case this season. And Emmanuel quickly, who is a guy that, you know, if he was playing on, um, a lot of other teams where he got an opportunity to start certainly and maybe do a little bit more. Um, like, I don't know. Does he have an all-star upside? I think that's kind of where I'm at at this point. I've gone, I've gone back and forth and last season's playoffs, um, partially against Miami. He took a lot of the wind out of the sails of, of some quickly believers. Others stayed, stayed, stayed the course. And on a night like tonight, those who stayed the course and were like, Nope, this kid's a star. Um, he had a bad playoff series. It's happened to better players. Um, Emmanuel quickly is the truth. He's the real deal. And tonight, um, I'm looking at his final stat line right now, which absolutely does not even begin to say how important he was in getting this win. 20 points on 8 of 17 shooting, four rebounds, two assists. You know, that's, that's, the stat line is not what's important. Um, you want to know what's important? And I'm going to eat my words from when I say this at times, because most of the time it's true. Most of the time you throw out game to game or in game plus minus one game plus minus throw it out with the trash means nothing tonight. Emmanuel quickly plus 22 in a game. The Knicks won by two says everything says everything because the Knicks lose this game by 30. If they don't have Emmanuel quickly on their roster. So um, I can't say enough good things about Emmanuel quickly. Um, star of the night. And that is with all due respect to a guy who, um, you know, we, there are people who will give a lot of the praise to Leon Rose, as far as changing the culture of this team. Uh, There will be crazy, crazy men like me who will give a lot of the praise to Tom Thibodeau. Um, There's no discussion. I mean, about who changed the New York Knicks and who changed the trajectory of the New York Knicks as a franchise. Um, It's Jalen Brunson. It's Jalen Brunson. Just like, you know, I I was going to say Jimmy Butler changed the trajectory of the Miami heat franchise, but like in a way that Jimmy Butler brought the heat back to being a serious team again. And in a way, certain players are able to do for franchises. Jalen Brunson gives the Knicks legitimacy. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. He makes the, the Knicks a legitimate team. 
And uh, his final stat line, again, doesn't speak to his impact on this game. 24 points on 10 of 16 shooting. Uh, for the first time all season, it feels like Emmanuel quickly had a great game without uh, being hot from three, as my daughter's doing a dance routine next to me. Um, we got to get you your own YouTube channel. I think that's where this is headed. Would you like that? Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll get Andrew on that. It's priority number one. Um, only made one one three-pointer tonight, did um, Jalen Brunson. Only had three assists. There was some commentary about whether or not... Ridiculous. Um, you know, his lack of assists was indicative. Again, it's the Heat game plan. The Heat are going to tell Emmanuel quickly, or uh, Jalen Brunson, like, if you make tough shots against us, we'll, we'll live with that. The difference with Jalen Brunson is Jalen Brunson can figure out how to still use that to his advantage because he is such a good shot maker. And he is a shot maker at an elite level when you're talking about things like drawing contact, when it's when you're talking about um, baiting guys and never getting rattled. Like the thing that I think needs to be noted about Brunson on a night when the Knicks had 18 turnovers, Brunson only had two. You know, so like, and even two was kind of a lot for him, but he never let that aspect of the Heat game plan get to him. And the result of, of Brunson and quickly, and, and let's also give a couple sh- other shout outs. I, I, I'm, I'm going to save it a, a few of the specifics because I want to get to the super chats because I'm sure people are going to be excited tonight. Although I'm curious when the super chats started. I wonder if we have a whole bunch of super chats from when this looked like it was going to be a, a heat blowout. I don't know. Um, in addition to quickly and Bronson, RJ Barrett, um, look, he didn't have all great moments tonight, but let me tell you, this kid, time and time and time again, when you need a big play, who somehow finds a way to make it? And his three that made it 89 82 for me was the moment where it was like, oh, wow, this might be real. This might be real. Um, so shout out to RJ. Made a lot of good plays. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, I, there's a reason that Tibbs went with Hartenstein down the stretch, and that's because Mitchell Robinson, something about facing this Heat team where, again, they will, they will emphasize your ability to make quick decisions and good decisions and they're and obviously passing. That's the thing is like the Knicks are not a team full of guys who are smart, quick passers, smart, quick decision makers. Hardenstein. And I love the progress that Mitch has made this year in that department. Hardenstein is just better. And um, I think he was in there late partially for that reason, but the play he made, and I would love to see a replay. I've not seen a replay yet of the bam at a bio blown dunk attempt um, here, I'll rip you out a piece of paper. Hold on. Here, sit over there. I'll rip you out something. Um, the Bam Adebayo blown dunk attempt uh, that Hardenstein was right there. Here's what I do know. I know that without question, Bam, like, if Hardenstein's like, you know what? I can't do anything with this. Here, rip this up. Um, I'm just, I gotta let him have this one. That's a dunk. But Hardenstein's there. He bothered the shot enough. And um, it was a massive play coming down the stretch of the game as the heat just could not get anything whatsoever to go. So shout out to Hartenstein. Um, I, do I give a shout out to Julius Randall for not um, touching the ball down the stretch after he came in and playing pretty good defense? Uh, sure. Why not? But the other guy I'll, I'll give a kudos to is Josh Hart 
who got taken out at the four minute mark for for Randall. I think just because he had been playing for so freaking long. And I think Tibbs wanted a little bit more of a sure thing on the boards and he couldn't take out RJ because uh, he needed the spacing and he obviously couldn't take out quickly or Brunson. So, um, but yeah, Josh Hart, I, I, that comeback doesn't happen without Josh Hart either. And it was nice to see for the first time all season, the version of Josh Hart a little bit, a little bit. Um, I know he wasn't perfect, uh, but a little bit that we all fell in love with last year. Um, so that's all I got. Uh, win of the season. Hopefully the sort of win that can catapult them. And then, you know, look, I, I, I never want to get too, 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 too high or too low in November. And it's still, still November, but this game had all the makings of one. It just left a really bad taste in your mouth, given who they were playing. And, you know, I, I don't give a crap about the in-season tournament. And I frankly probably don't think the Knicks do either. Uh, but like it's on national TV, like it's, it, you know, you got an orange court or whatever you want to say, like it, it, to, to, to go out there in the third quarter and have it get away from you like that. And I think I listened to a little bit of the post-game interview with Jalen Bronson where he was just like, this is embarrassing. Like it was embarrassing. And it was like, well, why is this Nick team that like has the statistical profile of a top 10 team for sure? I could, you could argue they have a statistical pro top profile of a top four or five team in the East. Um, like what, how could they let this happen on their home floor when they've had four days off or three days off, whatever it's been. It just, it was, and, and the way it was happening with Randall with all the turnovers and just like the body language, they commented on that on the broadcast and just really not being ready to play on the defensive end. I'm talking specifically about Julius. Um, it just was setting up for a really a, a whole host of nasty stuff, and we'll probably get a little bit of that tonight anyway. And and look, we should. It happened, right? I mean, a big comeback doesn't eliminate what happened before the comeback. Uh, but say one thing, especially since Brunson has arrived, but for the most part, since Tibbs has arrived, they're a resilient group, and that's what you saw tonight. You saw a resilient win, and um, just fantastic. I I mean. I, I this is this is this is the best I felt this season easily. I mean, how could you not? Uh, this is why you're a fan. This is why you love sports, and this is why you put yourself through the moments where you're like, "Why do I do this to myself?" <laughs> it's for moments like this. So, um, you have anything to add, Sass? Okay. Thanks for being my moral support tonight. Really appreciate it. Okay, with that uh, out of the way, again, shout out to APJP producing tonight. Let us get to the Super Chats. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Starting off with busy. The next full moon is November 27th. You think if we send Julius there tomorrow, we'll be able to see him from Earth when it rolls around asking him for a friend. Oh, man. Look, I'll say this. We, uh, I, don't, I, always, I always do this. I always speak for other people. Me, I thought this season would be a referendum on a few different things. Probably the thing that I was circling most is like which young Nick can make a leap um, and establish himself as like a blue chip prospect. Uh, as APJP is, is indeed letting me know, these are these first couple are from before the game ended. Um, you know, maybe it's a referendum on like how good can Brunson actually be. Maybe the season's actually going to be a referendum on on Julius. And like, if you're a team that wants to win a championship, like forget getting to the playoffs, forget you know winning. 40-something regular season games. You really want to win it all. Is it, Can you have this guy playing a prominent role on your team? And maybe that's what the franchise needs to answer for itself this season. And, and listen, maybe that question will be answered for them based on opportunities that present themselves in the offseason. I don't know. We'll see. Thanks, Busy. Darth Dream, Tibbs' most prepared coach in the league, except when Spoh on the other side, apparently. The man's allergic to trying new things. What's the point of depth if it's going to be used in predictable ways? Well, this comment didn't age very great. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of those things that, like, it, it is the exact sort of thing that flips on its head in, the, in, in a game like this and, like, throughout a season because Tibbs... And they were joking about it on the broadcast tonight, right? Like Tibbs is is stubborn. Like there's no question he's stubborn. They were also saying he's adjusted a lot. And I think the reason why you stick to a certain extent with what got you here is you trust that eventually the practice and the preparation, which is what Tibbs preaches more than anything else, you you trust that the practice and the preparation will pay off eventually. And um, obviously it doesn't always. But sometimes it does. And over the course of his coaching career, far, 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 far more often than not, it pays off. 
because he's, I mean, if you go by, if you look at coaches who have coached the number of games that he has in the NBA, I mean, he's won, won a lot more games than most. Um, whereas on the, you know, I mean, and look, suppose the best coach in the league. I think he's the best coach the league has seen in 20 years. Uh, why did he go away from what was working for them? You know, it, and I'm, I don't mean that as a shot at Spo. I mean that to say that, like, it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. There are times when your basketball team just like is not going to respond. Like you listen to Tibbs halftime interview about like, yeah, you know, they're coming on the spin with referring to Randall. Like we got to trust the pass, the perimeter. Like everybody knows what to do. It just wasn't. So it's like what it, it puts you in a tough spot. You know, everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows what needs to happen. It's a matter of execution a lot of the time. And um, I thought the Knicks game plan was probably pretty sound. And then it just comes down to not executing the game plan until you do. Thanks, Darth Dream. Sergio Acosta. What's going on, Sergio? Fooling ourselves with Randall. Inefficient and the black hole of the NBA. Quinn Grimes gives you nothing on offense besides cash and shoot. Um, cash in on RJ what we can. I know Macri has a Butler jersey in his closet, but they're a joke. Um, okay, let me take this one by one. Uh, is it possible that Randall is a guy who you're never going to be able to win with at the highest level? Yeah, it's possible. And I, I'll refer back to a pod that I did with Fred Katz uh, a few weeks ago in which I asked him amidst Julius's early season struggles. Like, what does the front office really think about Randall? And his guess, his guess, I want to say, be very clear, his guess, not reporting, his guess is that it's they're probably mixed. There are probably some people who think like you do. And then there's probably people, probably some people who think like, um, like, hey, what if he's the third guy? And what if we just tell, like, have him really focus on X, Y, and Z? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Grimes giving you nothing on offense besides catch and shoot. I mean, it's his best skill. Um, it's a pretty important skill for this for the starting five. He's still working on the dribble drive game. It happens. Um, I'm not killing Quentin Grimes. A third year player, and he's being asked to, to do a, a really tough role. Is he doing that role perfectly? No, but um, it's. Uh, it's a uh, it's a work in progress. This is this is what good organizations do. You you ride the ups and downs of young players. Cash in on RJ while you can. Um, I, I don't really know what to do with that. I think RJ is in the midst of his best season just because he's had a couple of rough games. Um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. And then me having a Butler jersey in my class. I, I mean, I worship the ground that Jimmy Butler walks on, and and Pat Riley as well. Um, are the Heat a joke? Uh, no. No, any team that could consist like, for, I mean, like, it's so funny to me. Like people, like w- fans of the Knicks, will be like, "Oh, we should be able to out talent that team." Like, the freaking Celtics couldn't out talent the Heat, and the Celtics have immeasurably more talent um, last year's Celtics. I'm talking about than the Knicks, uh, and yet the Heat do this shit to them. You know, I mean, the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets were a really, really poor matchup for the Heat in terms of like what the Heat would have wanted. But I mean, even them, like it took, I mean, it took some really otherworldly stuff in the finals for them to finally crack the code. But like, this is just what the Heat do. Like, if you're going to call them a joke, like, I I don't, I mean, whatever. To each their own, I guess. Thanks, uh, Sergio. Uh, Guy Huber then, what's going on? I feel like I know where this one's going. Mostly come around on Tibbs, but every time he gets out coached by Spo, my eye twitches. Well, I don't, I don't know if Tibbs uh, or if uh, Heat fans feel like he got out coached um, 
tonight. Uh, tell him point Julius Randle doesn't work against good teams. We have two point guards on the roster. We are easy to defend. Um, the uh, double Randall cheap passing lanes. Again, this is what the heat it, to say that point Julius doesn't work. It, it, you, you get, you, you have to read the game properly. And yes, I agree with you. Point Julius Randall doesn't work because too often point Julius Randall doesn't make the right decision. So what are the alternatives? The alternatives are, all right, have RJ go, one-on-one against Jimmy Butler and create offense that way. I don't, I don't know about that. And like, cr- here's the thing credit to the heat. And like, this is why this particular version of the heat tonight were such a pain in the butt because without Duncan Robinson and without Tyler hero, they're able to switch everything on defense. They're, they're quote unquote worst defender or their defender that, that, that gives uh, offenses the most, theoretical advantage on, uh, you know, is, is Kyle Lowry and Kyle Lowry is six feet tall or six, one or six, two, whatever he is, but he's a fire hydrant and you can't move him. So that's not really a matchup advantage. And then high Smith throws length at you. Um, and, uh, obviously we got Butler and bam, who are two all defense capable players. Bam's might be the best defense player in the league. And then, um, I'm trying to think who, who, um, who, Oh, Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson, fully capable defender. So like you're not you're not really playing for switches until finally at the end where they had Hawkes in there because they felt they needed him in there and then Brunson haunted him for a while, um, and then so then you, okay go with Brunson, and then we're going with Brunson. I mean Brunson, how many shots did he take in this game? He took seven shots in the first half, um, but he is trying to walk the line between forcing it and being a point guard. And like when and give the and here's the other part of it, we have to give the Heat credit. Like if the Heat have good defensive possessions where they're like do what they need to do to not bite on Jalen Brunson's trickery and 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 Jalen Brunson then makes the next pass. Like Jalen Brunson had to has to trust that like that's going to end well. So I, I understand what you're saying that like you you know we're playing into their hands like this doesn't work this that and the other thing. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But like this is how the Knicks have built their team. Um, you have to like in a perfect world, you you trust your All NBA player to be able to adjust a little bit better than what Randall was able to do tonight. You know, but it that's that's a tough part. That's a tough part. Thanks, Huber. All right, we got two from Robert Cross coming up. IQ is one of our best players. He needs to play more minutes. It is not complicated. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, um, he played the last, what did he play? The last 14 minutes of the game tonight? 15 minutes of the game? He'd play more minutes if you started him. But starting him also means you don't get to have as much lineup versatility as you do now. I think it's an interesting question. I think it will remain an interesting question. I am fine with the way things are. Um, but IQ is awesome, and he showed that tonight. So there you go. Thanks, Robert. And another one, Julius's effort and body language was crap tonight. Enough with him for real. Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If, I, don't, I mean, I don't have anything to add. He, he was not good, and he's not, he's not part of why they won the game. For, that's for damn sure. Okay, I'm looking forward to me, hopefully, um, <laughs> getting getting some more positives here. Uh, we okay. I just missed that one. TJ two K three eighteen left in the third. IQ hits a timely three. Spark ignited. That was the one that started it. That was and how often does a quickly three start it? Right. That's one of the things that makes them so valuable. 
Thanks, TJ. Will Oliver, happy freaking Thanksgiving. We've seen that shot go in and ruin our nights for decades. I thought, I mean, because correct, did he miss a three before that? Because I, I feel like he made his first three threes tonight, obviously referring to the Jimmy Butler three that would have uh, given the heat the win at the end. Um, before that shot, Jimmy Butler was three of three of four from deep. So I think maybe he did he make his first three and then he missed one and then he missed that last one. But like, I thought it was going in like, and it was good defense too. RJ played great defense, um, but I thought it was going in. Um, yeah, that would have been bad. Uh, what an outstanding effort. Brunson is him game of the year. That might be the game of the year in the NBA so far. I mean, there've been a few good ones. I thought the OKC Golden State game a week or so ago was great. Um, Couple other, couple other really good ones. Phoenix has played some good games recently against Utah. <clears throat> they had double overtime game recently, but I that, that might get the game of the year nod, or at least the quarter of the year for Knicks fans. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Robert Cross with another one. Uh, first time, long time. It's your boy. Need to move Julius so RJ can thrive. The sooner the better. That's the age old question, Robert. What do you want to move him for? Who do you want to move him for? You want to move him for another guy that draws double teams and can make really, 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 really tough shots, but like passes better and has a better, is a better decision maker and is a more consistent um, player on uh, in terms of effort and defense. Okay, great. I've just described an MVP candidate. So wake me when you find the trade where Julius can get us that guy. And if you're just like, yeah, trade him for anything, trade him for, you know, the, I mean, and inevitably we always go back to the Harrison Barnes always gets brought up, right? As the guy trading for Harrison Barnes, the Knicks become a lower ceiling team. If you do that. And if it's one thing we know about this front office, they will not sell low. They won't do it. And you know what? They've been made to look smart on that bet so far. Thanks, Robert. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, what an important win. I agree it was an important win. That's really beautiful, Sess. Very nice. Um, I know it's early season, but that's an identity win. Yes. Also, this quickly guy looks like a starter. I mean, we listen. He, I think at this point, I don't know. Is he, a, is he in the conversation for one of the 50 best players in the NBA? I think I probably at the end of the last regular season, I was probably in like top 75 like that around that, around that area, man, he's in that range. I mean, 50 to 75, right. And there's a hundred and uh, what's five times 30, 150 starters of the NBA. So whatever, whether quickly is like, I mean, there are people watching this who think, Quickly is one of the 20 best players in the NBA, not 20, but like one of the 30 or 35, right? Whether he's 35 or 50 or 65 or 85, whatever it is, he's way higher than 150. So there's no question that Emmanuel Quickly is good enough to start. The question is whether he should start, if this team is better off with him starting. And that's a, that's a different kind of question. Thank you, Dan. Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? My main man. New best win of the season. We already got two best wins of the season, and it's not even December. I love it. Who was thinking Minnesota? Not me. Yeah, right. LOL. Great job, Knicks. Um, 
just uh, the character of this team. This can't be taught, can't be replicated, can't be faked, and um, can't be bought. You know, Jalen Brunson, $104 million. It might go down as one of the one of the five most important free agent signings in the NBA over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Uh, that may seem crazy, but I'm not saying he's one of the best, the five best players to sign. I mean, God knows that's, that's certainly not true, but in terms of what he meant and, and, and by the way, you could say the same by the same token, Emmanuel quickly has a draft pick, right? Because, they they needed to hit like and they didn't hit on Obi. They needed to hit on that first draft somehow, some way with someone. And they hit on Emmanuel quickly. Thanks, Tom. Sam Garcia, what a bleeping win. Oh God. I only yelled once and mommy mommy didn't she didn't like that, right? No, she didn't like that. She she did not care for that. Um, but it was only the one time. So that's good. So that's good. Thanks, Sam. Robert Cross is another one. Been watching this team approaching 40 years. Never been more sick of one player than 30, period. Hashtag 53 wins. All right, Robert, you got to get off, man. You got to get off of this. That's a great win. And I know we're in the portion of the Super Chats where it's after the win. If you're like, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but if you're still worrying about what like Randall's poor impact on the team, you're doing fandom wrong. Like this team just had an absolute legendary win, like all timer, all timer, and you're still worrying about Julius fucking Randall. Like why? We know what Julius Randall is. We knew what Julius Randall was before this game started. We knew what he was before the season started. We knew that what he was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. We knew what he was before they signed him, which is why I was sitting there the night that they signed him, and I was like, oh my god, thank God it's a third year player or a third year team option. We know what this player is. He's an immensely talented player who the Knicks got as the fallback plan to the fallback plan. And all along the way, all how many years have they had him now? One, two, three, four. This is the fifth year. All five going into five years that they've had him. There has never been an opportunity for them to either move him. That made sense for the team. Um, other than arguably in the beginning of his first all NBA season and and who that I've always go back to that, but like maybe there were no offers and like also Leon had just taken over. Like they kind of stepped in shit. The team was good. The whole thing, you know, so it's hard to blame him for that. Um, And there's never been an opportunity to give him a real reduced role because of how they built the offense around him once Tibbs arrived. So to just continue to harp on, I, I, and look, I'm picking on you. Because it's easy, you're easy to pick on, um, but like seriously, like we, we know what this player is. He's an immensely frustrating player. You could argue he's the most frustrating player in the NBA, and I won't argue with you. But like, this team won despite his poor performance, and there will be a game soon, maybe two days from now, for all we know, where they win because of him. And because there are so many games where they win because of him, is why they continue to put up with games like this as frustrating as it is for those of us who have to watch him. Thanks, Robert. 
Bernard Richardson F the heat always perpetually for as much as I respect them and, and uh, respect how they go about their business. And I mean, this hockey's kid is the latest one, right? What they get him 17th pick. I mean, you knew it too. You knew like he was going to step in like, Oh great. There's another awesome Miami heat player who fits into exactly what they do. Yeah. No, it's, it's so frustrating. They're so, they're so, they're so good at maximizing the talent that they have. And really, and here's where I'll, 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 I'll twist the dagger they need to because my God, have they blown it so many ways in terms of um, making the big move, right? The, 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 the arrogance. I'm like, I'm not going to blame Pat Riley for being arrogant. If I was Pat Riley, I'd be arrogant too. I'd be forget about it. But the arrogance with which they approach this summer with the Lillard thing, you know, like, and it's, that's not the only instance either. Right. Like there have been other, there have been other times and like they, you know, they've made some missteps along the way in terms of building their team. So like, yeah, thank God they do all this other stuff. Well, because if not, like you could, you could ask some real questions um, about how some of the decisions they've made over the years for sure. Thanks Bernard. Colin Glick, this effing team. You got that right. That's the only thing you'd say about tonight. This effing team. <laughs> only appropriate response. Keith! What's going on, Keith? I don't even know what I just witnessed. Neither do I. Uh, it was so certainly it would be a classic fake Knicks comeback. LOL. All I'll say is Emmanuel quickly is heaven sent. And as always, F the heat. Shouts to KFS. <laughs> nice cut, by the way, fam. So I'm going to go back to a moment in the game. And this was the fake Knicks comeback moment. It was in the fourth quarter, obviously, when the Knicks had cut the lead to six. And they cut the lead to six on an Emmanuel quickly three, of course, because of course they did off a nice pass by Jalen Brunson. 93-87. And Josh Hart had a three that you feel like this was the... Josh Hart had, had made a three earlier in the game. Um... <clears throat> so I'm not gonna not gonna kill Josh Hart for missing a three, but it was one of those threes where you're like, okay, this is the three that needs to go down for this to be a real comeback. And he missed it. It was a great look, and I don't think it was close. And then they got a stop. Um, and Emmanuel quickly came down the floor and had a really, 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 really good look at a two and missed that after he had been insanely good all quarter long and dating back to the end of the third. Uh, and uh, then down the other way, Josh Richardson hits a three to bring it back to a nine point lead with three minutes and 50 seconds remaining. And that's when the Knicks called the timeout. And that's when, even more notably, Julius Randle came in the game. And at that point, if you were like, Macri, what's more likely the Knicks win this game or the Knicks lose this game by 15 points? I would have been like, uh, take all my money so I could bet on the Knicks losing this game by 15 points. And then, sure enough, R.J. Barrett makes a makes a little nice little basket. Nothing crazy, but he converted it. Um, great defense played by uh, I, I believe it was 
Hardenstein on that possession. Hardenstein played some really nice defense on Bam down the stretch. There was a few possessions. I'm, I'm forgetting which one this was, but played some nice defense on Bam. And then Brunson made another layup and it was right back to a five point game. And, and they kind of figured their way from there. But that was the moment where it was like, oh, yep, it's going to be a fake comeback. Thanks, Keith. Stevens Guillaume, this effing team, John. <laughs> you got that right. This effing team is right. Oh, man. So much fun. What a team. We'll always remember it, if nothing else. They're, they are memorable. I don't know if they're ever going to win a championship, but they're memorable. Uh, thanks, Stevens. Lunas, am I right? What's going on, Lunas? I don't know what to even say. I just want to be involved. There's nothing to say. What can you say? What can you say? I don't even. What are what are people saying on Twitter? Should we do like a live look at at Twitter? Um, I feel like there's probably some some good stuff. Uh, Jalen Brunson said after the game, he's he's his. Oh, that's another thing. He was doing this with a hurt shoulder down the stretch. He admitted that it hurt, but that he's fine. Um. Oh, that's beautiful. Can I show everybody this in a second? Okay, I will. Um, <clears throat> do we have anything good? Oh, what's this? Oh, this is fun. Hold on. Stephen A. Smith left his courtside seat near the heat bench with 9.33 left in the fourth quarter and the Knicks down double digits. He did not return. Knicks came back to win. Sass? It's a good thing you're here. Because otherwise, Daddy would have some choice words about Stephen A. Smith. Do you know who Stephen A. Smith is? So that means he's irrelevant, right? You don't know what irrelevant means, do you? Okay. Probably for the best. Uh, Shout out to my daughter who's just been doing this by our side. No, it's this way. Oh, it's the other way? Okay. No, it's not. It's this way. It's this way. There we go. Okay. Beautiful. I love you, Sass. Um, Next up. It's a family affair tonight. What can I say? <laughs> Anthony Six, though. What's going on, Anthony? Dante DiVincenzo, when it seemed hopeless, came in with great hustle. I'm happy you shouted him out. And this is a terrible job by me not shouting him out at the start because his hustle was absolutely instrumental, including the steal that didn't end up being a steal because he stepped out of bounds. But like, that's, again, part of why they got him. Um, I believe he had at least one big three in the game too, uh, as they were trying to make their comeback. Hyping the crowd to get back in it, then the bench unit got to work. Ugly, but I love the win. Hard not to love this one. Hard not to love it. Thanks, Anthony. Great call by you. Thank you for pointing that out. It's bad job by me. 